0: Christian Hansen is the jeans guy. At Slow, he and his team are redefining what it means to build companies through community with zero ad spend and a 100,000-person waitlist. They are starting a slow-fashioned revolution. Welcome, Christian. Hey, thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Sure. Um, I mean... I'm kind of the definition of a of a serial entrepreneur. I've kind of always been that way. Just kind of jumping from project project kind of my whole life. Um, so, you know, startups and and building things has kind of always been something that it makes me feel like me. And so, you know, really this project kind of happened completely by accident. Uh, and it's, you know, kind of just a byproduct of, you know, many different projects and many years of work that's kind of just, you know, blossomed into to what we're doing today. So that's, that's kind of my little in a nutshell.
0: I appreciate that. So From project to project, slow just kind of happens. Tell me more about that. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean...
1: um I was in the fashion industry. I, I, first, I was a hockey player originally, and I had a nasty injury. I ended up not being able to play hockey anymore, as usually that's kind of how those stories end. Uh, and I uh, ended up moving into into fashion just as something like didn't want to sit there and do nothing. Um, my agent at the time recommended, you know, hey, talk to this person. Just get a job. Just get moving again. Get back into life. And so I did. And I, and I took a, a job in the fashion industry working for a big fast fashion company because I didn't really know very much at the time and uh you know i kind of discovered some pretty horrible things it's a very broken industry a very heavily polluting industry it's uh you know a giant uh, machine built on a lot of exploitation of, of people and uh so I couldn't really be a part of that. And I I thought, you know, I really do like fashion, but I want to do it right. And so I started working on sustainable fashion brands Um, from that point, kind of just jumped one ship to the next. And uh, one day in the pandemic, I uh, accidentally went out and bought a pair of jeans at a thrift shop just for myself and uh, they turned out to be women's jeans and uh, i made a TikTok about it saying hey ladies of the world is this literally this is what you're expected to wear every day the pockets are horrible the material is itchy they don't fit well this is the standard and it went mega viral. And uh, that was really the beginning of slow where I went, Hey, I'm already in this industry. I know how to make things. I know manufacturers, I could fix this. And it just exploded since then. It's now been a year. We've made 11,000 pairs of jeans and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty rock and roll.
0: So you're in this thrift store. Yeah. Uh, former, former hockey player. So I imagine you're, you're, you're a bigger person yeah. and you're like, these are cool jeans. You just kind of didn't think too much about it. I'll, I'll totally. grab these cause they're probably inexpensive.
1: Totally. I'm six foot three. So there's not a chance I ever considered. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, okay. That's my inseam. I know that's my inseam. These will fit. They're, they're definitely men's jeans. And you know, still to this day, I tell this story to fashion people and they're like, what you found, you found jeans that fit you like crazy.
0: How funny you're like, wait a minute, what's with these pockets and everything else? So yeah,
1: because I, I dropped my phone. That was that was the what basically was so frustrating. I had no social media following anything. I was just walking to the train station, trying to put my phone in my pocket, just like jamming it <laughs> in the pocket. And I'm like, what is going on with these things? And I just drop my phone, and it breaks the case. And I'm like, oh my god, these are women's jeans, and this is what I've heard about. This is that elusive tale that I've heard about. I'm now living it. I need to. I need to rant about this. And that that was really what exploded
0: from there. How funny. So I am interested in a better design on women's jeans. And I'm also interested, and I think people would be in, in the non-sustainable aspects of the fashion industry as it was before you decided to put a dent into it. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest issue with fashion, whether it's women's fashion or men's fashion or, you know, anything along those lines is we've really we, we've had this kind of shift in um like a manufacturing kind of a paradigm shift per se uh, kind of in the early 2000s when fast fashion was really born and you know clothing collections used to be released with the seasons you know you, you you're probably very familiar with summer collections and fall collections and winter sure. collections that was the standard for you know, 100 years, if not more. And all of a sudden, in the early 2000s, with kind of like the beginning of the rise of social media and kind of just media and the internet in general, these brands realized we don't actually have to hold it to four collections per year. We can do a collection every month. And it started then a collection every month. And then it was every week and every, you know, multiple times a week. And with that kind of shift came this shift in consumer behavior where it's like, oh, I can buy this and I only need to wear it a couple of times because it's cheap. And next week there's going to be new things for me to buy anyway. And so, As a whole, you know, that's really what's affected everything from denim, whether it's women's denim or men's denim, you're probably seeing the quality of clothing getting worse over time. The price is staying the same or increasing over time. And it comes down to this mass standardization model. They're trying to get as few sizes as possible, as few options as possible, pump out hundreds of thousands of the same thing, put them in stores around the world and basically hope they work. And as a result, it's created a massive waste problem because we have a hundred Hundreds of thousands of garments around the world that are not being sold that are being sold in the wrong markets that aren't fitting people well return rates are through the roof on e-commerce sites because things just don't fit properly and it doesn't really matter because this fast fashion machine that's that's actually music to its ears because people are going to just keep on buying and so that really you know is what motivates us to, you know, call ourselves slow. You know, we are slow fashion, we're the opposite. We're trying to take it back to the way that things used to be made, where you would almost, you know, commission a piece. You'd go to a tailor, you would go to a seamstress and you'd be like, hey, I need a suit. I got a wedding this summer. These are my measurements, make me a suit. And the tailor would say, hey, I got this fabric, I got that fabric. And that was really an inspirational piece for us was let's bring it back to the way it used to be and make sure that every, you know, pair of jeans that's leaving our factory, it already has a home. And so we're making those jeans specifically to that person, to their preferences, to their sizes. We know they're not going to be returned for a sizing issue and we're keeping those, you know, that waste
0: low. I love it. That makes a ton of sense. So I'm just going to talk about my personal experience as just me. I, I would buy a pair of jeans and keep it for a decade. Yeah. Is, are, are women is, is my experience common with men and with women?
1: I would say, you know, for good pieces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest issue really um, for women's jeans in the last about 10, 15 years has been the trend has been going towards like basically thinner and thinner and higher stretch fabrics, which, you know, they're very polyester based. They're not designed to last Hmm. and denim went from being this thing a hundred years ago that, you know, miners would wear, you know, because of how rigid it was and how, you know, you could wear it in the fields and you could wear it at the bar. And, you know, it's like tried and true. You could have that, you know, denim jacket for 25 years. We've now taken it and just basically created this version of fabric that looks like denim but isn't denim hmm. and that's really what's kind of infiltrated the market and has created this kind of longevity problem so one of the key things that we're trying to do is go back to that using real denims from real mills that last a long time and don't have that kind of throwaway effect
0: and how hard is that is it just easy to start making real denim again no, <laughs> no,
1: no. It's been really, really hard. Uh, it's, it's by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, mm. it's, you know, you think about pants, you're like, okay, it's easy. I go to a store, I buy them, I take them off the shelf. There are hundreds of decisions that go into a single pair of pants. And mm. unless you're like on that side of it, you never think about any of it. And you know they're dozens of pages of just technical information to make a single size, a single size of pants, you know, not even getting into engineering the textiles, like we're talking about real denim or not. And so it's really complicated. Um, but you know, it's been about, we're about a year in now and, uh, we finally got the hang of it. Now we're building our own manufacturing facilities so we can take more control over things and really kind of dive even deeper into it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's hard.
0: You're like, Oh, that's why they just make the cookie cutter stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you have, do you have that moment where you're like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be too hard. I'm going to quit. Did, did, did maybe you're thinking that right now?
1: No, you know what? I think it's much the, you know, the, the, the despair of some of my partners. I think I'm just far too headstrong for that. I think it goes back to like sports and, and you know, and whatnot. I, uh, you know, I, I, I have such strong belief in the team that we've created and the product and the vision and the need for it because of, you know, this community that we've grown and I get DMS and emails and messages from people every day who, you know, on both sides of the coin and say, like, thank you. I finally have genes that fit me. And also please make this, please make that, please do this. So there's such strong consumer demand. It's like, okay, at times this sucks.
0: I'm going to figure it out because we got to make it work so the that first uh, viral video of you in the lamenting about the 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 plight of women having to wear crappy jeans that that gave you the idea, and he said, "Okay, I think that there's really something here that we could tap into from a community standpoint. Tell me a little bit more about that." Yeah, totally.
1: You know, at, th- at that point it was like, okay, what if what do b- fashion brands do and why is it not working? And the first thing kind of came to me was fashion brands there. It, it's not a two-way conversation. It's a one-way conversation. It's always been it's, this is our new collection. Look at the celebrity that we've paid to endorse it. Look at it on the mannequin in the store. You want this. And I think that was really the root of the problem because you have thousands of people saying, we don't want this. We want that. And so from the beginning, it was like, you know what, if we're going to do this, this has to be like completely like open source based on what people actually want us to make. And let's just ask for ideas. And so I put together a Google form on a really bad website, just linked it to my TikTok and just started making TikToks. And in the first three months, we had over 700,000 form submissions. Wow it was ridiculous. It was like, we, at one point I had to figure out, I couldn't figure out how to turn off the notifications on my phone and my phone kept crashing because basically every minute there were so many form submissions. I couldn't get into the phone. It was ridiculous. And it was like, wow, this means something to people. And it's so simple. It's pants, you know, but that was the core of it. It was look, okay, there's this huge demand. Let's listen and let's just build this feedback loop that doesn't exist in this industry. I'll take your suggestions. I'll show you your suggestions. If you like it, I'll make it. And that's really the loop that we've been, you know, building now for the last year and the, the loop that we've been operating. And that's the core of kind of the direction that we're trying to, to, you know, hold moving forward as well.
0: It makes sense. It's one of those good problems when you can't access your phone, right? <laughs> Yeah. Is it is it is it jeans that that is is there something special about jeans that this is resonating because of or is it just just the industry that we've been talking about?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. You know, jeans. I think there is something special about jeans, and you know, if you just look at it from an like an economics perspective, there's something special about jeans. You know, jeans have transcended culture, you know, around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there are almost a dozen markets in the world where jeans are a billion dollar industry, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere from, you know, you go all the way to the far East in Japan, they love their jeans in India. They love their jeans in the States. The classic Levi's have been there for a hundred years. And, you know, every single country on earth that you go to, if you walk around, you will find people wearing jeans and it's become such a staple of fashion. It's the most popular garment on earth. And I think that there's a lot of people that, you know, they romanticize the idea, especially of the origin story, you know, back in Cowboys and the wild west and, you know, that whole gold rush kind of era. And then into the seventies and eighties where, you know, it was a staple in disco and movies and pop culture. And denim has hand in hand been a part of pop culture around the world for a hundred years. And so I think there's a lot of people that felt left out and they felt left out for function. They felt left, you know, left out for fit. And all of a sudden I'm here saying, hey, uh, yeah, you've never been able to find a pair of those things that everyone else has. I can make them for you. And that, you know, was something that no one had ever said to them before. And that was, I think, the core of it. And So it is larger than just jeans. And we are already branching out into more things in fashion. And there's a lot of problems to be fixed in fashion. But there's something special about denim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really well said. Jeans are a billion dollar industry in 12 markets. Is that what you said? Correct. Yeah. We, we produce,
1: it's a hundred and roughly $20 billion industry worldwide. Uh, we produce about 3 billion pairs a year. Uh, it's, it's crazy.
0: Hmm. Got it. So getting back to creating a really quality denim, I'd love to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. I mean, there's many stages and you got to
1: kind of do it right. You can pick, re- you can get really great fabric from a really great mill and put it together really badly and you still get a bad pair of jeans. And, you know, that's what we see a lot of right now in fast fashion. Um, fast fashion, there's a lot of companies that are using great denim. Maybe you'll see if you walk around uh one of these big brands, you see the tag, they'll say like organic cotton, or, you know, this certification, that certification. And in some cases, they're actually, they're, they're legit. They're really good fabrics, but they take those fabrics and they ship them to Bangladesh and they have them made by children in sweatshops and the quality ends up being horrible. And you can't call that a sustainable garment. You can't call that a good end-to-end garment. And so really for us, it was about figuring out, okay, how do we not cut corners at every single stage and how do we add an experience to something that typically isn't something that you experience you know the, the experience for most people buying pants you pull a random person off the side of the road and you say do you enjoy buying pants most people say no most people are like i don't like buying pants it's not hard to find they don't fit well i don't like buying them online why there's just it's a bad experience why is a bad experience And so going back to your question what is quality denim i think it comes down to that whole experience it comes down to fit and making sure that you have a size set that works for everybody, for all body types and a new way to collect those sizes and, and to get those people sized. It's making sure that you're using quality fabrics and quality construction, but you're making them from people who are qualified and you know are working in ethical working conditions so that they're happy. The happier the people in your factory, the better your teens are going to be. And then not cutting corners in all of these different areas, whether that's buttons and metalware and all the little pieces and accessories that make a product great. And so So for us, it's really just been about, you know, not trying to cut corners and people think I'm insane. I walk into these, these different factories and showrooms and mills, and they're always trying to show us the cheapest stuff possible because most people who show up, they're like, I want the cheapest garment possible, get it on the shelf for five or six, you know, dollars. And I'm here like, show me your best stuff. And they think I'm crazy. And you know, so it's it's you know, in a nutshell, long story long, it's really just about making sure that every single stage that you can possibly put the thought into, you do. And that's really at the core of what we're trying to be as a
0: brand. Beautiful. Well, Christian, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Or can they get a pair of slow jeans? You can come on our website It's
1: slowjeans.co. Uh, S-L-O, jeans.co. Um, all of my socials are there as well. My personal email is there as well. If you'd like to ever reach out, feel free. Um, I love having conversations with people about anything. Um, so yeah, everything's right there and our jeans are right there as well.
0: Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Christian your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas and loves wearing jeans. Go to slowjeans.co, S-L-O-J-E-A-N-S dot C-O and pick up your pair. Thanks again, Christian. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Till next time. Remember, do your part by doing your best.